0: No, don't radio. Okay, so it's just going to be the, uh, you, uh, Dr. Beeman, and you today. Right. Dr. Beeman, she couldn't really connect. I don't know why. Uh, oh, I'm
1: here. Oh, good. I'm here. Okay, you ah. I'm okay. <laughs> okay excellent. Your call is the same, Kevin. <laughs> All right, so let me make some last minute adjustments and we'll get, uh, we'll get ready. And okay. um, uh, Joe's camera, I can't hear my camera, Joe, is frozen, he's frozen in time. Can you guys tell me okay?
0: You're moving to time
2: now. Okay.
1: Okay. Oh, come on. You're
2: moving in that way. Oh, I'm moving I wish I was frozen time.
1: I think after the age of
2: sixteen, everything was from here. <laughs> that's great Yeah, my camera I need to be zoomed in there you go
0: Okay, we're going to be starting the show and
2: of Executive Change Radio, I'm your moderator, Joe Cristiano, and of course, as usual, we have Dr. Jennifer Beeman and Dr. George Gutierrez with us, and today's subject will be the six principles of persuasion, and that includes uh, reciprocity, scarcity, authority, consistency, liking, and consensus. Con- uh, consensus. Uh, George and Dr. Jennifer, welcome back, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I should, I should, I should your radio session, okay? Well, you know, when, when, when you sent me the email and mentioned you want to talk about persuasion, I thought if my wife is the expert in the field, she should be the moderator. Let me just give you a very small example. For example, my wife in the evening would say, hey, would you please throw out the garbage? And I said, what happens if I don't? to said, you wake up in the morning. Now, <laughs> right? is, is, that, is that what we're talking about here or we're we talking about different principles? <laughs> I, I don't
0: know. I, I, mean, I think that
2: I don't know where we're going to particular approach. <laughs> you know, the I belong with, I, I grew up in, you know, that's what people were. Wait, my Uncle Louie was an expert in that field, you know? <laughs> he was a nice guy. He always talked about common and common and you're never going to have to <laughs> do You know, I'm sure we're not talking about the in a business environment, What we're talking about reciprocity.
0: Thank you. Thank <laughs>
1: reciprocate in a, in a kind manner as well. And when we take one step further and offer something for us, they have um, offered something, for instance, that further stimulates um, the results. It, it, it does impact, I should say, sales in a positive manner. So whatever your industry is, take a um, and initiate your subscription first, um, then it tends to uh, almost uh, ricochet back in the form of increased likelihood of sale. In, in a in business
2: environment, don't most managers say, well, reciprocity uh, is in don't buy the sales <laughs> <That's laughs> psychological stuff. Do your job and pay for it. I mean, is not the end all, or is there really more to it than that? Well, the principle
0: about the We'll okay.
1: really enjoyed serving you. And then you kinda of walk away and say, Oh, you know what, I've really enjoyed you know, just um helping you out in of request. Let me give you another one or a couple more. And it, and you do it in it and it's the manner in which it's delivered that I think also um contributes to the to the spike in um in sales or the ratio that, that uh George was alluding to.
2: You know, I went to a restaurant very recently with my wife, and, and I had a uh, plate that had chips. You know, they had dips and something things on the plate. And I, I think they were like six chips <laughs> on the plate. And, and the manager came around, and, and I said, I, I only got a few chips. I mean, it was so weird. I mean, it wasn't, uh, I, mean, I had so few chips given to me at, at a restaurant. And he actually tried to explain to me that's all I was going to get. And it was the last time I ever so I'm not kidding you. And I was kind of surprised. I, you know, you would think that a, a strategy would be to give a person a few chips. When you deliver it, you say, you know, wait a minute, that's not enough. Let me go back and do some more. So you make the patron feels you're on their side and you're doing something well then, special, you know.
1: <laughs> I said, right. I, exact exactly. I could not believe it. I can't, I can't believe it. they were huge, like, little protein-sized chips. Oh, I mean, just, uh, true. True. Right. I have mean,
2: never had so few. Some places they give you boxes of chips. I mean, you, not, you know, it was, it was just—it wasn't an inexpensive restaurant. I, know, I guess, um, middle of the road restaurant, a nice place. And everything uh, it, it was, it was so skimpy, and they almost to argue with you on everything, you know. And I, I, couldn't, I, I just couldn't leave it. But how do we apply this to the, to the workplace when you have employees working in a health environment? How does this reciprocity work? They're having a difficult time fitting that in. Well, I think it believes. That um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in real quick. I think it starts with leadership. I think
1: everything points, always points back to leadership. So we need to model this with our with our people, and when we're modeling it, and we incorporate it in a culture, in and, and just the culture of our of our organization, um, we are teaching through by well for one as part of their training and as part of how we want them to conduct business, but we also model it by doing it and treating them that way as well. All right. So I was a manager and you told me that, I
2: okay, Dr. Jennifer, how do I do that? It's the how that gets me, right? I know stand rest because no one wants any uh, a one-sided relationship. And so how do we translate those words into action, into something that they can, um, they can model? So I, I
0: think, I think the response was, with- is by being transactional, okay? Okay. So, so the way I look at that is. Um, the customer treatment. See so customers are very special over sure. mm-hmm. uh, I-, I think this-
1: work for the life experiences, and nobody's the same so what motivates what might might motivate what might not motivate uh
2: Done is is, um, is visible and, and it and it elevates the self-esteem. That's not finite. That's infinite. So that stays forever. It could be five years from now. You can say, you know, large shall I ever had? You always, I don't know, do I do I had? with the paycheck, it's finite. I got paid last. You don't start from ground zero. You start from an elevated, situ- uh, elevated uh, situation. Right. And conversely, if you don't include that in your dialogue with, with the, your employees, you start from the lower end. Right. And then you paycheck. You, you have to right. rebuild it you bring it back to ground zero again. Yeah. And that's going to be ten times better. So, I mean, there's yeah. not it- Quite frankly, I frankly, never thought of this. And just from, the, from hearing you and, re- and watching the video that you sent me, you know, I started thinking about this, and I had no idea where we were going with this, but the more I think about it, um, the more important is the fact that maybe one of the most important things a manager could have a problem for you before they even occur. Yes, and they
1: will when they when they know how much they, that we value them. For instance, George's is boy probably... And do it to make him proud because you know what he gives them kudos. And as human beings, we don't like them. Yeah. so we're going to do it and repeat whatever it took kudos. So the chances are his employees are going to go and find an answer before doing realize there's an issue. So they, they get a pat on the back, so to speak, and loyalty ensues. And guess what? Our, our customers feel it. They sense it, and it's obvious. Mm-hmm. And it just all kind of rolls downhill. You know, they're always the, the,
2: the risk of getting kudos, becoming a critical insincere, whether it's meant sincerely or not, because mm-hmm. I've, I've worked for guys who very rarely um, said anything, uh, went out of their way to express their appreciation, but I knew they appreciated it. And I worked for my butt anymore they were always thanking me and this and that and it was so disingenuous I hated when they comment um, <laughs>
1: um.
2: opposite. It it it's a real strange business environment so strange that it please look from a different point of view and sometimes a and um and I guess I don't know we you draw that line. Some people are just naturally that way some people are just naturally the other way. And and they probably shouldn't be managed in the first place. They should be technicians by themselves, you know. Yep. Or-
1: as individuals, and we know them as humans. And, and it does require that our managers and our, and our leaders are flat-out. If they're not, if they're not, um, if, if there might not be management material. They might have been promoted and in better, better opposition other than where they just have kind of land. Is, so is, there, be- is there a way to
2: determine whether or not a person is management material those well to what we are talking about? sort for people, right? hardworking horrible managers, and they're good people, but horrible managers. And if we, if you explain this to them, they could never do it in a million years. They couldn't. They'd have to go through some shock treatment, <laughs> shock treatment you know, to, to change their behavior. Yeah. would well, so you want to tackle that? So,
0: some people
2: uh,
0: don't want to be in management. They prefer not to be in management condition uh, because um, they're not necessarily drawn uh, to be able to work with the They prefer to work alone. They're very class driven. Uh, so uh, I'll give you an example from a from you know, physicist. people or how to persuade people which is what we're shortcuts you know, to see shortcut. they, they know you know not, you're, not the you're just trying to get. Mm-hmm. So, these are shortcuts. They uh, for the most part. And I think Dr. Charlie uh, did a great job. Uh, well, I want to start example make yourself still
2: By by doing that, you increase you increase the independence of the person working so they don't feel like they're being, um, uh, no being roughshod on them and that they have the freedom to exercise their own talents and then prove to whoever they report to that they can do the job even above and beyond what was expected. Is that part of it? That's absolutely
0: Takes can be underwritten, In other words.
2: Two and how about in two weeks when we have our next program, we hit on the next four items on the list. Would that be of I think that makes And I just want to make one comment. But if, if they employ just those first two principles of the principles of persuasion, when the boss comes into the floor or to the workplace, people welcome the boss in. I want to see what I'm doing. I'm glad see him. I want him to notice how well I'm doing rather than, oh boy, here comes the And really, you change the attitude of the entire workforce from one of a negative disposition to one of a very positive disposition. It's fascinating. It seems that so many industries have it inside out and upside down. I'm glad we squared yeah. away the world today. Right. The next world will we be talking about authority, liking, and consensus on the next program. Maybe we'll get to all maybe just get through two but we we'll look forward to it. Do you have any closing comments to make? No,
1: I'll even know.
2: Sariman, you have any closing comments?
1: No, I'll 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 zoom my lips because I'll keep on talking. I this topic, so i oh, right. <laughs> your closing comments, please. Well uh, like I
0: always I appreciate the listening audience. I appreciate
2: Christian, hey. moderator for the Executive Exchange Radio. I'll in a couple of weeks until then stay well and stay tuned.